0: Black who's going to go for it,
1: Black for the one point to win the grand final, and he's done it, Ben Black, stop. Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking the Facts of Life, sponsored by the amazing Eclipse Energy.co.uk. Eclipse Energy! If you need your home heating this winter, all, all that sort of stuff give the boys a bell, give them a message, eclipsenergy.co.uk, and they will eat your home right. As always, my name is Mike Hague, and joining me, as always, is producer, tech aficionado, friend and fan, always ask to get a fan fan in, Mr Rick Farrell. Evening. Rick, are you well? I'm good, mate, are you? I thought you were, I thought you were. I'm I'm good, I'm very, very Uh good. He's getting nice, nice drawing in. I'm, I'm, I'm working from where I'm looking across that, that nice guy, but we've got some illuminating, lovely chat to be getting on to with a special guest in the second half in Cara Colvin from the Halifax women's team. Before then, we've got lots of Halifax chat, so let's get straight into it. So, another podcast and another new signing, or well, loads of new signings, it's like a whole new team that's going on. And straight off the bat, Gadwin Springer. Literally, as, as as we were recording the, the the other podcast, it got announced. So it, it's, it's weird that we finish a podcast and we look and it's like, oh, great, we could have mentioned him then, but we're mentioning him now. And what a signing! What a great player. He's actually he's actually played for us before as Gadwin Springer, hundred percent record. Hopefully, carries it on into the new season. Class signing, absolute class signing. I can see him nodding away, Rick. Um, oh, what, absolutely, what a signing! Man. He is.
0: Yeah, he's a proven Super League player. That's uh... Had a big impact everywhere he's gone. He's the If that's the sort of uh, player we can attract, then I think it's just positive times ahead. If you look at the highlights packages, he's, he's not only is he a big, you know, packing a punch forward like we've we've kind of needed for a few years, he's got footwork, he's got hands, he's got an engine, he's got good defence. He's the kind of player that you can build a pack around. So, I mean, congratulations to Grixie and Crowdy getting this over the line, because I don't think anyone saw this one coming.
1: No, not at all. And it's coming. It's another one from the, the, the mighty Toronto Wool And as I'm doing paint tribute with my my t shirt tonight, uh, and I know Greg Worthington mentioned on one of his interviews that it played a little bit of a part to get him in. And what what a part it is, because I think one of the criticisms, well, some of the, the noise we've been hearing from fans is that the signings that we've made in, in terms of the pack have been really good, but we're missing a big, big unit, a bit of like I kind mean of an enforcer, really. And Gadwin definitely fits them all. Again, like we've mentioned with Kevin Leroyer uh, previously in terms of the French team, it would be great for him to have another Frenchman there, but also World Cup year coming up, it would be fantastic showcase for him to to, to to get in that team, really. But obviously, it's another big lad for, for Grix to build his pack around. and Super League experience in the Championship is massive.
0: Absolutely. And we've lost two big... Uh, Forwards as well with Keegan Hurst and Dan Fleming obviously leaving and going off to do their own thing and then you, you always think oh what we're going to get as a replacement and I think no offence to the other two lads but it's definitely an improvement on what we've had in recent mm. years so if you can do that for every position if you can replace and improve then your team can only get better on the field so yeah I can't wait to see him playing and uh, yeah let's see if those two French boys can bring a bring a bit of the flavour of the continent with them you know.
1: Exactly. A bit of baba
0: vroom, as they say. (laughs) Uh, Je ne sais quoi. I wouldn't
1: necessarily say a Gallic flair, because I don't think there's anything flair about Laroya or Springer, but I'm sure there'll they'll, they'll be crowd favourites on the terraces. And oh, same feet: fique Yeah, there we go. But, uh, see, we're, we're an educational podcast, not just li- educated about rugby league. We're a language podcast, and I don't know any more French, even though I've been to Toulouse a few times. I just don't know. Un bier civil play.
0: We're not educated, we're educational. There's a difference.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, and along comes one prop, you buy one, you get one well not buy and get one free, but two two come up at once and Dan Murray, another kind of old new face, but again class class super league player and again big big coup for us to get i know that my dad absolutely loves the bloke i had to, to rung him up and goes guess who we, we, we signed your favorite super league player and he goes dan murray I, yep mm-hmm. and yeah I, I did not see that one come like the Springer signing i did not see that one coming i've always wanted to see him back in Halifax shirt and my god we're, our pack is looking good next year
0: Absolutely, mate. Like you say, when he came he came on two occasions, didn't he, previously? He played in a couple of yeah. games. in the. I think he played in the Bulls game in the famous uh, run to the eights that we had that year. And then obviously helped us make it the year after on loan. So uh, the thing that stood out for me was when you watch his interviews uh, after he'd signed is the positivity that comes out of the man. And, mm. and, the, and what he's, his thoughts of, you know, we must have made an impression on him when he was on loan. Because he said once Halifax came in for him, he, he weren't even considering going anywhere else. Uh, proven Super League forward, another big lad. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a, I won't say um, gentle, but he's a bit of a giant, isn't he? You know, he's a bit of a um, down-to-earth kind of character. He's the kind of guy that you want in your pack. You don't want them all to be snarling lunatics. You want one to be uh, a bit, have a bit more guile, so to speak. But yeah. an- another player with uh, with good footwork and good hands at the line, which is something that, as we've seen in previous years with players like. Uh, Mitch Carlin and Adam Tangata. When you've got big lads in the middle that can that can mm. you know have ball playing skills, you can. It opens up a whole other sort of attacking option for you. So again, light for light replacement is it? No, it's an improvement again on what we've had before. And uh, again, to Crony and say to to have the uh, you know the ambition to go after players like Dan Murray. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really pleased that
1: for sure and I, I completely agree with everything that you're saying he just it does the basics really really effectively what you want from a prop forward you want him to 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 make yards get a quick play of the ball possibly bust the line w- with an offload make his tackles and dan murray does that brilliantly and there's, there's not as I say he's, he's he's not a blockbuster forward or anything like that he's not going to grab the headlines but he he strikes me as being a, a, a player's player a, a, a player that the players want alongside them in the trenches and they're 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 my kind of players obviously we love the the flashy halfbacks and the wingers and fullbacks who finish off tries and, and whatnot but without the work that the likes of Dan Murray, Gadwin Springer that those, those sort of players do they, they they can't shine and we've missed that punch up front a bit Fleming, Fleming and Hurst good players on the day but again advancing years we've had the best of the best years behind them Murray and Springer they're in the prime of their careers and it shows the steps that we are taking to be able to like you say first attract these sort of players because no doubt they'll add Super League interest Gadwin Springer, he's a French international, he's a, 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 a larger-than-life player, large larger-than-life character, he's bound to have Super League interests, and Dan Murray is impressed at all KR when he's, when he's been there, and I'm surprised that Super League clubs weren't in, well, A, didn't catch him, and B, if they weren't interested in him, he's, he's come to Halifax, and we're seeing more and more of those players to kind of... Branch out a little bit. We're seeing more Super League quality players going down to the Championship because of the security that it may well give. Because of the world, the way the world's been like the last eight months or so, it's reevaluated not just the kind of normal run-of-the-mill nine-to-five job, those sort of things in terms of work-life balance and job job security. End of the day, rugby League their job, it's, it's it's the money they get paid for, and we're seeing more and more people dropping down to the championship to either get a full-time deal, if, if they can, with the likes of Lee or Toulouse or whoever, but a part-time team where they get a career on the side as well. And it's kind of segue a little bit, and I'll I put it on the, the social media, the, the interview that um, Ian Crowe did on the 4020 podcast, which is a really, really good interview that he did. He mentioned the like, likes of Brandon Moore, for instance, we all know Brandon Moore is a super league player. His Super League class is absolute quality. Oh, yeah. He probably earns more in terms of the job that he does up on roofs and climbing here there and everywhere, alongside playing for Halifax. He's got that job security there. And it's 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 great to see that the the I think you mentioned last time on the podcast, Rick, that the gulf between championship and super league is big, but given the next season i think it will be very very close and i don't know i know i'm rambling a little bit but i don't know how the challenge cup's gonna work but i genuinely think if there are top end championship clubs against super league clubs i wouldn't be surprised if there's some shocks there there's some there's some upsets and
0: championship teams turning super league teams over i think i think what i actually said uh, not to Call you getting your quotes wrong or anything? <laughs> that, that, that the gap is actually closing between Super League and Championship, rather than rather than it being a big gap. I, stand I think corrected. I think that um, these guys coming in have seen that going to a Championship club isn't just seen as a step down. Again, Dan in his interview did say he doesn't see it as a step down. He, you know, no. because the standard isn't isn't too much different. Uh, to me, these sorts of signings are a real sort of vindication to the board uh, for the decision to hire Simon Gritz in the first place, because as you've seen, all the guys that have signed so far, they're all saying they wanted to come in and play for Grixie. What Grixie was selling yeah. to them was, you know, so it seems like Grixie's got a plan. He's really respected. That's been proven now. And it's a, it's a real coup for the board that they've, they've put the faith in Simon to build a team. They've given him the funds to do it. And well, the proofs in the pudding, in it. But that's what you mentioned, Brandon Moore. I tell you, one thing I love about these signs, I can't wait to see our front row next year. Because she'll have two prop <laughs> falls and then you have Brandon Moore in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't
1: wait. For, I just can't wait for Brandon Moore getting quick, quick play of the ball, quick, quick dummy half runs off the back of Murray, Springer, Morris, those sort of players. I, I can't wait for that. It's so exciting. And you mentioned about Grixie in terms of people want to play for him. The interviews that he does, you can tell that he's (coughs) so passionate and determined about him. He might not, he might not be the most kind of, um, over the top charismatic person to interview in that but you listen to what he says and you can tell that he's got that that passion and the authority in, in, in his voice to to be to be able to coach that team and, and get some out of him you could say he's kind of like the, the, the final piece of jigsaw we'd be looking at and certainly in terms of the signings, the final piece of the jigsaw is the most shocking signing of the of, of the lockdown perhaps you could have knocked me down with a feather when this was announced Liam Harris from Hull um half back the worst the worst kept secret in rugby league um finally confirmed um teased on on, on the on the on, on the video that was released by the club which is very 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 good marketing I must I must admit I like that little bit of a surprise um but yeah class class player and so not not necessarily seen too much of him um in the in the flesh and that but his stats when he played for York and, and when he played for York he played alongside Conor Robinson, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. And and if they're and I know that Conor Robinson in the last couple of days has has released a video saying about how, how far back they actually go him and, in Le- Liam Leah and if they can click on the back of the pack that we could have, then it's just so exciting. That, that, it's yeah. a
0: really, really good signing for us. It's, in fact, it's probably the biggest signing out of all of them that we've made. I mean, it was really highly rated at Hull. Um, I spoke to a few people saying that he probably would have got a game for Hull this year, had it not been for a few sort of uh, administrative reasons that meant that, you know, for whatever reason they couldn't um, play him. But uh, Andy Lash really wanted to play him at Hull and, uh, and for a player of that calibre to drop down and, and everyone I speak to is just saying that this, this kid has got it. He, he could be the next big thing. So to have him doing it in a fact shirt is, is fantastic. I can't wait to see him in action. Coming back to the, the partnership with uh, Conor Robinson, Robbo was telling us that they've actually played together since the academy days, since the whole academy days so of 16, 17 year old or whatever they were. And he said that that combination they've got is just so natural. And again, it allows us to rather than chucking two half-backs that we kind of think might work together based on styles. Well, you've got seven or eight, ten years worth of proof um, between the two of them, having played together at all these different teams. So, yeah, it's a really good signing for me. Uh, It's got a bit of pace and and apparently, according to uh, all the sources I've talked to, he's a little cheeky bugger as well. So replacing (laughs) Morel with another one, you can't go miss, can you?
1: Yeah and, and, and no disrespect to Morel looking at the highlights that were released he's quick and the one thing that we've 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 missed uh, from, from an half back in, in recent years is out and out pace yeah jo- Jono was was quick and he, he, he nicknamed Jinky Johnston he, he could get through the line and stuff like that but in terms of that out and out pace of making a break and stuff like that Harry seems to have that in bucket loads and kind of Sean Long-esque if, if, I, if I don't want to put too much pressure on the lad but looking back early Sean Long before he grew his dreadlocks and all that sort of jazz when you see when you used to see him just take the line on and run through it just reminded me of that and if he's half the player that Sean Long was then we've got a very very special tart in our hands and it's like it's like a recurring theme this week of players who I say dropping down a level but it's not necessarily dropping down it's just going to another team really it's it's, it's 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 a weird one but we're quietly going about our business very very well and say so when you look at when you look at the team i haven't i haven't dared to put a 117 out yet because i would get far too excited and there's, there's so many months to go before the season could realistically start but if i was to hazard to do that it would be a really really strong side could and, be more signings to
0: come in yet you never know
1: well, they could, and, and, and there has been one more that's been announced. Um, mm-hmm. Who might not necessarily make it into the seventeen, but it is a squad, a squad game, and we need um, players in that respect. And it's uh, young uh, Mentibs from from Um Again, it's uh, utilising the partnership, well, partnership that we had, not not just in terms of the the dual that they had, but in terms of Scott Griggs doing the coaching over there, and. He, for all intents and purposes. He, he's a player that he really admired when he was there. And then because of this field having to cut the cloth accordingly and because there's no reserve grade and that sort of thing, he finds himself to Halifax. And again, you, we, you need, at the very, very least, you need cover for positions. And Grixie said in his interview that he's, he's got a, a way to go, yet yeah, he's going to be playing against men, that sort of thing. But you need cover for, for players and it's, it's an exciting sign. And again, he's a player that wants to come to us he may well have had interest elsewhere in Super League or possibly the likes of a Lee or a, or a, or a Featherston offering that full-time route but no he's come, he's come to Halifax And fair play to him
0: yeah Hud- Huddersfield Academy has got quite a good reputation for producing uh, players for first team Super League spots mm. so yeah I think he'll have had some good training over there I think uh, Luke Robinson might have been his coach and, along with Scott Ricks and all that sort of stuff so there's a couple yeah. of links there but yeah like I say, he's a, he's a young lad, uh, come from the academy, played a bit of reserve grade, that's not on the table now and he's got a chance to come over. And, and like I say, Matt, you never know, he's, he's a young lad with ambition, he might play himself into a spot. But, you know, the, the last player that we had that came sort of under these circumstances, um, you know, from a Huddersfield academy and into a championship team was a bit of an unknown and, and turned out to be absolutely integral part of our whole team was Elliot Morris. So, yeah. if, if, he's, uh, if he can have any kind of trajectory like his, then I think uh, it's, it's a really good sign. I don't expect him to play much. You know, he might find himself on dual reg and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but he's got a chance to prove himself in pre-season. And like I say, if you're good enough, you're old enough and we'll see.
1: Exactly. I, I can go a little bit further back than that in terms of a, a young lad who came out of Warrington Academy and they, they didn't rate rate him and, and, and didn't get into reserve team. Had a squad number of 20 because he thought he was going to be a cover player, a young player called James Saltonstall. Look what happened to him. So anything could happen, as I say, and if, and if he's there, a cover player or a squad player at the start, if you get a couple of injuries and you get a running games together, then sky could be the limit and if he's got the right attitude. You don't, as you mentioned, Huddersfield Academy has got a really, really good reputation. You don't get into the Academy just on name alone. You don't, you don't just give out tickets to it. You earn your right to be part of that. If Huddersfield had a reserve grade still or if, if, if the game was still structured in a particular way, it'd probably still be there. It'd probably go into Joe reg partner, which may well have been us, but we find him on a permanent deal he may well have Super League clause. We don't know that the ins and outs of the deal, but it's another player who's come from a Super League club who's chosen to, to come to Halifax, which is a really, really good coup. And Simon Grix and Ian Crowden must have very, very good negotiation tactics and <laughs> to try and get... <laughs> they get lots of room with Simon Grix. I'm not letting you leave until he <laughs> sign that paper.
0: Like I say, I think it's more what Grix is selling than how much he's selling it for. I think, yeah. I think... He just seems to have this knack. Like I've said it many a times. I've learned more about the game speaking to Grixie for 15 minutes than I did watching for 25 years. So, there's, there's, there's something to it. Whatever he's selling to these players, it, it's, uh, it's getting them excited because that everything that's coming out of the club at the minute is just positivity. It's been, yep. been a big sort of paradigm shift. That it's. Uh, I, I can't wait. There's, there's so many good things happening at the minute. And long may it continue. Yep
1: long continue talking about selling the season tickets being announced um, we're getting good at these segues Mike. hey anyone think we've been on a podcast for a while Um yeah it's, it's season tickets been announced don't know when we'll be able to get back into games but it seems to be stream at the very very least which seems to be the way to go at the moment um, hopefully the crowds get back in very very soon but it's good that they've, they've been a bit forward thinking in terms of streaming of the games that are going to be there whether it's going to be don't outsource to our league And season tickets get given a code Or whether it's the club that We don't know yet But at least it's another forward planning For that And hopefully there's a big there's a big uptake on that um, I know that Crody said in the interview That he did with 4020 That it was 90% plus of supporters Chose to keep the season ticket money With the club Which is absolutely amazing um, absolutely. Part of me the part of me thinks that there should be a little bit of reward for for those people with the scene team. have got a slight discount, but again, it depends on the finance, depends what we can do. But it's good that and the video that that, that came with it the, the players getting involved with stuff it's it's yeah, it, you are hit the nail on the head there, Rick. It's positivity all the way, seeing all the players getting really, really involved rather than just being a traditional announcement of season tickets are this 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 and this getting the players on on board and that sort of thing and it's it just, got the juices yeah, going as well didn't it
0: a bit
1: you know yeah yeah i like like i put on social media can, can the season start this weekend because i'm, I'm buzzing season what? be it, it, it could be six months before we could get to go to a game that, Probably. that's it it's like
0: season tickets might be out but we don't know who we're going to play we don't know where we're going to play them we don't know when it's yeah. going to be but all we know is The facts will be back, baby.
1: Definitely, they will be back. And they will be back in new gear as well. Because I announced that it was uh, it's, it's, uh, Elgin. New boys on the block, but old boys as well. If you want to describe them like that. But Think yeah this sweeping the, the game. They are. They, they they look to be very very good kit. They've already announced that they're partners with 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 Lee Centurions. Uh, they made our kit way back in the day, um, nineteen ninety one. It's a fan's favourite. Is that checkered kit and um the, the the stuff that they're doing looks to be very very quality. And again, it's just just good news. The fact that a, a name like Elgrin and the starting they're starting up and they the, the the want to get involved with us is great and. Again, I think it's been done to death. The fact that Samurai wasn't exactly the greatest deal in the world, and it was done by a previous regime and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, blur, blur that that, pixel it out. Um, yeah, it's but it seems to be a very very good deal for us, and they look like they they they're going to help us shift shift the kit in terms of their online store, which would be an online store and all that sort of jazz. But it's it's another exciting bit of news, and from going from a couple of months ago, where for the outside looking in, it was oh, there's nothing happening with the last one out of Halifax, turning the lights out and all that sort of stuff. It's 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 typical league in terms of it's it's quite and cheese a way, isn't it now, yeah. Is. It is. Very much so. Very, very much so. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, about that. And my sources reliably tell me that the kit is very, very good as well in terms of the, the, the off-field kit. It's the, the quality stuff. My friend um, over on the lee, the Lee side of things said that he's, he's seen the, the the trading kit, the ledger kit, and said that it's really good quality stuff. So hopefully it'll be the same for the facts as well. So. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the synonymous with rugby as well, aren't they? I think that there's sort of more in it to, to provide the service rather than just to make the profits, which is always good. So, I can't mm. wait to see what they've got. You mentioned the the old 90s shirt. I think we, we should get a, a replica of that. Because they've done a few, like, I think I saw a Leeds one from the sort of 90s that has been redone and a couple of other clubs yeah. about theirs done. So, I'd expect... Maybe something like that later in the season, but I mean we're getting pretty close to when we should start to see it all now. You know, traditionally it's released before Christmas, isn't it? And uh, within Makes a couple sense. of weeks, all the answers will be on the table, and we know where we are. And all that's left to do then is buy season ticket and count down to the game starting. Then,
1: yeah, as I say, we are we are going to be in the championship again. We're not going to be in. In, in in super league but it's it's it's, it's where we are we just got to focus on what we can the con- controller controllables get, get ourselves in but again i'm i'm proper excited by what's happening and we'll just yeah, have to finish top it, won't we yep yeah, exactly have to finish top good old promotion relegation get that sorted there and hopefully we'll be up that other end um so yeah that that that's all thing facts really unless is there, is there anything else that you you, you want to talk about? any? Well, any I would
0: quite like to talk about the women's team, and I think we've got a perfect guest coming up that will allow us to do that, yeah. Michael.
1: We have. So we, we will we will have a quick break, wet our whistle, and then we will talk all things Halifax women's, and then a few other stuff as well, but uh, join us on the other side. Oh welcome to the second part of Talking the Facts of Life, proudly sponsored by Clips Energy. Clips Energy! And... Jay! Um, uh, my name is Mike Egan, always is Rick Farrell, as in the second part. We have a special guest, as you can see if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, or as you're about to hear now, uh, in terms of the voice, is Cara Colvin from the Halifax ladies' team. Hi. Hello, Cara, thanks, for coming, thanks for coming on. Uh, so, um, we've we got you on because it's, it's a, weird, a weird time because obviously there's, there's no Halifax team that are playing in terms of the men's side of things, but. Halifax ladies team have played, albeit tag. Um, yeah. I'm a big advocate of that game. Uh, how's it all going? You're training as well, aren't you?
2: Yeah, um, we've been training, um, obviously not now, but we have been training. We started back um, quite a while back now um, with social distance training. That was more for the games, the tag games, which we've been playing a tournament on a Saturday, on a weekend, which went really, really well. Um, I know it's not full contact, it's not what the girls want, but I think that tag, um, it helps your game, it helps your skills-wise, so ball passing, looking for spaces, not faces. It's a hard game for a forward, I'm not gonna lie, Um, just because we're quite used to bulldozing our way over. and there's a lot of rules that are different, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good to get back out there, pull the shirt back on again. It's been great.
1: How does socially distance training work? Because obviously, we all know what social distance kind of shopping and stuff like that work. But rugby social distance thing just seems a bit weird.
2: It is. It's a very it's a very eerie sense. Um, I've been playing rugby a lot of years now, and. It's been very odd to not go and want to just like, because as you do, there's a bit of camaraderie and you smash into each other and you'll shoulder badge and you'll do this that, and the third thing. We've all been keeping our distance unless we're in the same household. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of people on the team um, who are in the same household, which has meant that I can push them over, like me and my partner, that's been great. Um, but otherwise, we've been working a lot on um, like unopposed attacking and things like that, just because that's the only thing we really can realistically work on.
0: I'm well, sorry if you if you're a back, you know, who lives with a forward, the only one that could smash you in training for a, for a couple of months is a big forward.
2: That's what I mean. See, it's like Clash of Titans in our house. Um, Stacey and I both play prop, so we did just play opposite. Obviously, now I play alongside each other. And it's it, it does get a bit rough. Like, you know, it starts off a bit amicable, but then we've got, like, points to prove, so then we just start smashing, like, levels out of each other.
0: <laughs> Save it yeah, for the opposition, I, I say. <laughs>
1: We're too bored. We can't save it. Yeah. Um, I, I used to play tag back in the day as well. and I completely agree with the fact that I think it's underrated as a form of rugby. It makes you focus on your core skills of, you say, catching, passing, drawing the man and passing you know, and, and stuff like that. I, th- I think it's a, a great thing to have. Um you've been on the Halifax team since the very beginning, like I, I had Sarah Kennedy on on the radio show way back when it first started. How's it been since it started? because obviously you've all come from from like your local club teams and so to speak how did how does it feel kind of representing a, a, a traditional kind of rugby club like Halifax
2: It is the best feeling in the world. Um, it's like a little snowball that's just gone on and on and on and on and on and And the platform that we've got is amazing. Um, I've been following Halifax since I was about three or four years old. Um, I got into rugby about eight and started playing for my first girls team at 12. At the time, that was Halifax Blue Sox Girls. By the time I moved up to Open Age, there wasn't a a ladies team anymore. Um, So just just because it had disbanded, that was it. You know, we'd moved to, I went to play for Brighouse and i played there ever since. And as soon as I I knew that Halifax led was starting a team Well, Halifax Women. That's where I wanted to be. It's been my dream. It's been the thing that I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. Never thought I'd see the day where I played at the Shea. Never thought I'd see the day where I scored at the Shea. Never thought I'd see the day where kids look up to me and recognise me as a Halifax player. And to me, aside being a mum, that's the greatest feeling in the world.
1: That's it. They used to say I'm, I'm, I'm rather jealous of the fact both, both me and Rick would have given our left arm foot to, to play. Oh, I've not given up
0: the dream yet. I've not given up the dream yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One day. If, if, well, I I used to play for the Olympics tag team. That's as, that's as close as I got anyway, but that's another story for another oh, day. Oh, wrestling. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... What what's the atmosphere like with with, with, with the, the lasses that you play with? Is because obviously there's gonna gonna be a lot of different ages, backgrounds, that sort of thing. There are, are you all fairly local, or do do
2: a few of the lasses come from miles around? Um, we're all fairly local. We've got a couple who travel, which is fantastic. Um, the the gist of the team is, um, and I like to keep it this way. And I know obviously it's not all down to me, but for me, because I enjoy rugby, I don't get paid for it. I play it for the pure enjoyment. And I like to keep it fun. Yeah, it is nice when you win a game, but it's also great to have 20 girls that you can call your friend, so on and off the pitch. So whatever we keep on the pitch, so the loyalty, having each other's backs, the fun, the laughs, you know, the big smiles, you know, we like to take that off the pitch as well. So when we've not been able to train, we've been doing um, Zoom quizzes, um, which, you know, keeps everybody all interactive and stuff. It helps great, you know, with people's mental health and people not being able to socialize and stuff outside of rugby. When rugby's taken away, it's quite hard for the girls. So we're trying to keep it all together. We're like a little family. Um, and, you know, hashtag facts family. It's not just a hashtag, is it? It's what we
1: are. Amen. Yeah. Definitely amen to that. And it's, it's great. We, we all miss our rugby. And it's, it's great to kind of see that you're, you're all in it together as well. And it's great that you're finally coming back together to kind of train and that. And, um, is it you, I might be overstepping the mark here. Do you know like like the, the the men's team, do you know what the structure's gonna be like next year? Do you know when you're actually gonna be able to play proper games, the league set up, that sort of thing?
2: Um not for definite. I don't know for definite. Um I do know that there was talk of starting the lower leagues um from April onwards, um for the women's for women's leagues, which would have been what it was anyway. Um yeah with with regards to lockdown and the pandemic that's going on nobody can say you know with regards to friendlies and things like that in the in the coming months but i do know that they are hoping to start in april um but we'll just have to see how it filters out Um, you know it's it's just one of them it's completely out of our control unfortunately we'll just have to go with the flow
0: mm, planning pre-season where, where do you do your training mainly where do you uh, call your training base
2: so our training ground is big house sports club um it's a fantastic facility. I've been training there since I was sixteen. Um and I'm for <laughs> free now. Um so <laughs> I've been there a lot of years. and it's a fantastic place. It's it's mainstream to what you know, a lot of the girls who come, it's only a ten minute drive away. Um but that's where we train from. So
0: Well it, it was so good that it um Picked up the attention of the team of the uh, the shirt that Mike's got on at the minute uh, when they first started. I think they played their first ever training game down there, didn't they, against Dallas? They
2: did, they did. Um, I remember, actually, we was getting ready for um, our annual bonfire that we have at the club. And I was in the kitchen making Brian Noble a cup of tea. Um, which one, you know, it's Brian Noble. I shouldn't really make him a cup of tea because he's very, very known for being a bad <laughs> person. And two, everyone was quite shocked that I actually made him a cup of tea, because that's
1: another thing that I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 that's it, it can rub shoulders with people like that. Um, the, the Obviously, me and Rick have been talking quite a lot about uh, the World Cup that's happening next year. One of the big pluses is that the Women's World Cup runs alongside yeah. it. How are your thoughts about that? As I say, obviously we all want to play in the World Cup. Do you, do you see any of your teammates as possible uh, in England, on Island, Scotland players, whatever?
2: I would, I would love to see um, some of some of my teammates go go forward and you know take their game where they want it to be. Um, I can see them playing for him. We've got a lot of talent on the team, which is good to see. There's a lot of talent in rugby league. Full stop. Um yeah. for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm at the older end, so I'm not really that bothered about it now. Um, but the younger ones, it's nice to see the determination in them. But it's great to know that we have got a Women's World Cup. It's accessible for all as well. You know, the tickets are quite cheap, so we can get spectators. And it's not just going to be like a Sunday a Sunday morning game. It's going to be quite a big thing, which is excellent for girls and women.
1: Mm. And uh, the final is a double-edder as well, isn't it? So that young yeah. ones play playing now they could they could walk out of old trafford in a world cup final for england possibly
2: yeah like you can even like and you can actually get a ticket for like a 10 i'm sure so you can get a 10 like a 10 pound ticket so i imagine like you know a young lass from halifax walking out england to england shirt double header old trafford it's just fantastic it is really good for the women's game
0: speaking of things that are good for women's sport in general i don't know if you've heard the rumors that sky uh sort of putting together an idea of having you know, like a women's sports dedicated channel. Um, could you see That's rugby really league, am. um, taking a spot on there and, and would you love to see facts get to the women's super league and be able to play on sky TV? Cause I, I remember, uh, the women actually got on the uh, TV during the launch of the tour de Yorkshire, didn't they? When they had the bike race <laughs> launch from the piece hall. And as, yeah. people, as they were scanning over the ladies, uh, the women's team were playing at, um, at the show, weren't they? So you actually yes. got your, uh, national media
2: attention there. I've, I've got a clip of that actually because um, yeah, it was it a really good day. That was that was one of our first games. It was um, it was actually against my partner's team, an old team, Hulkingston Rovers Women. Um, we won, and then we turned up on ITV, which was just brilliant. Well so, yeah, it'd be, nice, it'd be nice to be on Super. it be nice to be in Super League. Nice to be on the telly. You know, Halifax girl. I'd love to see both the men's and women's team in Super League. Dreams might come true.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 watched the, um, the women's grand final, um, last year on Sky, and it was brilliant. It, it, I think, it was it Leeds and Castleford. It was. And yeah. Some of, some of the some of the skill and some of the, some of the play, and I, I don't mean to be patronising at all. It's it's just great rugby. League, don't matter what gender's playing it at all. They, they, yeah. they, the skill level. Some of like the outside look in and think, oh, women's rugby don't like getting stuck in, or they don't have the skill set that the men do. But some of the players, the the, the, the likes of well, the 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 leads, the lead team have got Caitlin Beavers and and, and that sort of thing, and the cast team have got Georgia Roach and Kelsey Gentle, those, those sort of players there. It's, they're, they're, they're brilliant at rugby players full stop. So I think it would work in that respect.
2: Yeah, it'd be great to see. I mean, I've, I've played against Kelsey when she was just, you know, a, a young kid, um, first in open age. And you could tell from quite an early age that she was going to be something. And going from that to watching her making a, you know, try scoring tackle, um, I think it was one of the top tackles on, on a lot of rugby league social media.
1: Oh, like, for England.
2: Yeah, for England, yeah. that is just phenomenal. You know, when I was her age, that wouldn't have been thought of. But now, it's just literally, it's just on the up, it's on the rise, and it's not going to stop.
0: Speaking of things on the rise, I want to, see, I want to put you on the spot here. Uh, are there any names to watch out for as the rising stars that are going to be stars of the future in the Halifax team?
2: Oh, you have put me on the spot there. Um, we've you. got, um, we've got a brilliant player called Casey. Um, she's got excellent footwork. She's got the speed. She's got the stamina. Great in defence. She'd be one to watch. Um, I like it when we have you know a little bit of touch and pass at the end of end of training, and she's on my team rather than against me. Because, what position is she? <laughs> um, she she normally plays centre. Um, she's building at fullback as well. She's quite an all rounder. Um, I think she comes. I think she's one of the Whipsy juniors who's come through, and she's been at training with us. And she's a really really good player. So I'd say she she would be one to watch
1: wonderful there you go they, I'm, I'm sure that her uh, checks in the post uh, <laughs> <not sure. laughs> but, nah, but the, what the one thing that as, as we kind of wrap up the, the Halifax women's team the one thing that uh, I've always wanted to see as a double header with the, the women's and the men's team is the, the last year or so it's been really frustrating the fact that the women's games it's great that you've got that base down at Brighouse Sports Centre but they've always been at the same time as the men's game yeah. and yeah. Uh, it, it would be fantastic to have uh, a double header of the, 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 the women's as a kind of a curtain raiser to, to, to the men's game. And just because more eyes would get on it and you can build a little bit more of a following. I'd, I'd definitely turn up early for it. The same. So we we were
0: talking about this the other day because it doesn't always necessarily have to be before the game. There's, there's nothing to say no. there's benefits of playing exactly. after the men because when everyone's already there, especially after, say, the men's team win, and there's another game starting. You see it a lot, a lot of times at the Super League grounds, I've spoken to people. They say they Will they will 'cause they'll have the pint in the bar afterwards. So if there's another game on, they're going to stay. They're going to watch it rather than people have their routines before a three o'clock game. Or even better still, you know, obviously a different day. But it, it's down to logistics and everything like that. But I would like to see it sort of experimented with and tested to see how it would work. But definitely, I, I don't see. I'd like to see more. John thinking. I think it will happen. But uh, it'd be great, Mike. I, I agree with you totally. What do you reckon, Cara,
1: points. then? Would, 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 would be, are, you, are you bothered about being before the men, after the men, or just being on that hallowed that turf?
2: Just just being on that turf does it for me, to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd play... I'd even just go on mini-pitch at half-time, like kids used to do with a few cones out, to be honest. Um, I would love to have more games down at the And You know, I'd love for us to be... Um, like a curtain raiser for the for the lads, that'd be it. That'd be great. That'd be it. Even afterwards, like you say, because people will stay around. Um, we've been at games before, you know, representing Halifax Women. Um, like in the fax zone, you know, the fan zone at the front and stuff like that. And there was a lot of the the, the uh, fans of the men who then said, you know, we've we've seen you playing this that and the other, and that's lovely to hear. It's lovely to see, you know, um, getting recognised for for playing. Um, so I would love to have more games on I would just have to see what
1: the powers at B say. Mm. I'm, I'm sure some of the powers at B listen to this podcast. So nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Dave Grayson, it's out. Mean, uh, you just I'm need to sure listen to you me. me.
2: See.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, you, you mentioned that you've played the game for a long time, and uh, yeah, you playing days may well be. Not necessarily really short, but you're, you're in the kind of the, the, the twilight of your playing career. You've taken steps. Oh, oh, let me
0: just take that cliche off the list, aren't you? Yeah, right, sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> c- c- cliche bingo, shall we?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: dear. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am Alan Partridge, or what can I say? Um, <laughs> the Yorkshire Alan Partridge. Um, you do coaching down at Booth Town as well, a, a club I'm that cool. we've had radio podcast before. Um how, that going? Do you want to describe what, what you do down there?
2: Um, I am head coach of the girls' section. Um, it's going really well. Um, Sam and Paul approached me uh, after we did a presentation night there, giving out trophies, um, and asked if I'd like to coach a girls' team down there, and I said it would be brilliant. Um, long story short, I have a little girl who's always wanted to play rugby, and I've always said no. And... Um, and then this way would mean that she would get to play, but I would get to make sure that she was playing what I deem correctly, um, you know, she's playing to my standards rather than her coming home to me and saying, oh, we've got to talk this, and I'm like, "That no, you don't do it like that, you do it like this. Um, there, was a, there was a little girl at Booth Town when we went to the presentation night, who said that when she was older, she wanted to take my number 10 shirt at Halifax. Um, obviously I did get very defensive, you know, 10 year old or not, I did say to her. <laughs>
1: I've got a lot of years left in
2: me. Yeah, I said I've got a lot of years left in my kid, so you're gonna have to be really good when you get to sixteen. You know, it's I've seen her and I've seen myself looking at Lisa McIntosh all them years ago. That's what I aspire to be. Um, And like you say, I'm not getting any younger. I'm 33 now. I've been playing for over 20 years. Um, You know, it's a bit harder to get up in, in the morning after a game. So my idea is that I would you know, play the next few seasons and play my heart out and show, you know, show the time what I'm really made of and then settle back into coaching and take the younger generation into the place where I feel that it is just an amazing place to be and that's in the hub of rugby league.
0: I meant that.
2: Doing a lot of praying
0: today. It's fantastic. I know.
2: gospel channel. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a
1: Saturday as well, good God knows what if you're doing this podcast on a Sunday. Uh, you might listen to this on a Sunday, you, you never know, we don't know what day is on, in the podcast world. In internet Um one. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of numbers do you get down there, Cara?
2: We do get, we do get quite a lot of numbers, um, they're all various ages so between 12 and, between, well my little girl's 9, so between 9 and I'd say our oldest is about 14, we do get quite a lot of numbers down there. Um, which is good and they're enthusiastic. It's nice to see um, people train who don't have a fear. Um, a lot of the time in women's rugby, they've picked up an injury or they've had a bad tackle or you know, something's happened and it can spark a fear in them so they don't train as hard, um, You know, they don't play as hard because there is that fear. Children have got no sense and no fear. They'll run at anything and they'll do anything and that is just brilliant. So we do have the numbers down there. I'd like to see a few more down there. So if there is any girls out there who are local to us um, and don't already have a team, just pop down and see what we're about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an alright coach. I'm not too bad.
0: you want to give <laughs> us your socials?
2: Um, it's all done through Booth Town Terriers um, rugby league Facebook page. So you can message us on there. Anything to do with girls will get passed on. But there are also boys teams as well. And... Um, so, if you message the page, you know we can get back to you about training times and things like that.
1: Is training still going on at the moment? Then, with with, with well, obviously not right now, but as so going
2: on. It, yeah, it was going on. Um, so it was going on right up until the Sunday before lockdown, um, and then I had a group of very disappointed girls who knew that they couldn't train the following week, which was very. It was. You know, I'm not, I'm not one for tears, but it did make me well up a little bit because I did feel a bit sorry for him. Um, but yeah, we were training right up until then. And it has been good. We've been, you know, getting numbers every week and we've had more. And, you know, some weeks we've not had so many, but then other weeks we've had loads. And then we didn't know really where they'd all come from. Um, but I'm down there. Stacey comes down to help me out. And it's just a laugh, isn't it? It's a, it's a great gateway into, into teams and, and such, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. um you, You've you mentioned her a few times now, and we'd be remiss not to have you on on the show without mentioning the viral sensation of of, of, of lockdown of uh, of the of the the, the fax cam that you have for the for, for, for the women's team, the interviews that you do. But then the last interview was an interview with a twist.
2: It was yes. Um... So obviously, yeah, like you say, I do fax cam, and it's normally an interview with one of our players after training. It's a bit of a laugh, and you know, it was it was just something for me to do because I was that bored with no work and stuff like that. So I made myself a banner, I made myself a microphone, and thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, so we planned it between myself and um, my best friend and two teammates, um, and we planned that I'd interview Stacey. When you get interviewed, you get three questions that are rugby-related, and then you get a bonus question. So I told Stacey she was getting interviewed and to prepare herself, and we'd gone through the questions because she thought that she might mess up. Then I said to her, right, your bonus question is going to be, is it a tea cake or a bread cake? Because obviously she's from Hull. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I didn't ask her what, what it was. I asked her to marry men. she said yes, rather than tea cake
1: that is ace well ma- massive congratulations from, from myself Thank and Rick you. there amen you uh, can, can see you're subtly sitting with that, 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 that diamond in, on display as well <laughs>
2: I, I'm actually just hiding my double chin Mike I'm going to be honest it's not because <laughs> of the ring
1: <laughs> hey, hey I've got my double chin as well don't you worry it's absolutely fine Yeah, I, I, I've got no diamond ring to hide mine anyway so yeah. so uh, yeah that's right it's
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, genuinely amazing as I say he's. We're going through an awful time at the moment through sight and anything that puts smiles on our faces is very welcome. But to sit to see that was just absolutely brilliant. And was was it a complete surprise to her? Did she have no idea at all, that sort of thing? She,
2: she did not have a clue. Um, so we've, we've had quite a tough year. Um, I lost my dad to uh, terminal cancer in August um, and Stacey's been quite a rock all the way through like lockdown and things. Um, so it's been quite a tough time as a, as a little family but we've obviously all got through it together um, and then in October she took me away for my birthday which was in June but obviously we couldn't go and she thought I was going to ask her then as did everyone else it was like oh I hope we're going away for the weekend and she was really excited and then on the Saturday night we'd had a few champagnes and I said to her I'm not going to propose to you, you know you need to chill out a little bit and she did look a little bit sad. So then obviously when I did do it, it was completely out of the blue. She had no idea and it was better that way rather than her suspecting.
0: Yeah, who wants to do it in a nice lodge in front of a fire with a champagne, do it in your muddy rugby boots at the side of training pitch? <laughs>
2: oh, basically, yeah, that's how we met. We met down at the Shea, so why not?
0: Who says romance is dead, eh? <laughs> <laughs> have, you set, have you set a
2: date? Um, we've not set a date, no. Um, and Stacey's ring didn't even fit, to be fair. Um, I bought the wrong size but I'll sort it I'll sort it out but no we've not set a date yet Um, but we'll just have to see what what dates the Shay have got for a function and we'll go from there
1: Good stuff. Well, all, all the luck and love in the world to you both in, in, in that respect. There, um, I'm sure you'll you'll have a wonderful, wonderful time and a wonderful life together. And um, that wraps up the kind of the the, 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 the women's game side of things. Um there have been other things that have been happening in rugby in, in league, which I'm sure you'll know about, Cara. And one of those things is Leeds being knocked out of the playoffs, unfortunately. <laughs> at, 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 at the first go, Rick, Rick, try not to hide your smile too much. Uh, Cara is a is a Leeds fan for a since, even though it's been Halifax last. Um, but yeah, um, we've had we've had a few few good playoff games, and it's been as a result, of Wigan and Saints in the grand final. Um, I think the two best teams in in the competition. Myself, um, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. It's, it's a weird a weird choice of venue to have it over in Hull and all the logistics that go with it. But yeah, uh, what, what 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 have you thought of the? of the season are you slightly disappointed Cara that Leeds couldn't build upon the Challenge Cup victory or was it a kind of you know, it, won, it was completely unexpected that you won the Cup final and you'll you'll take your lot in that respect
2: No I expected big things from Leeds this season um, I just think because we've got a lot of young kids out there I think that they did have quite a good side and could have potentially have got to the Grand Final I just think that the spark kind of went halfway through and um, you know I don't know if it's because there was Players in and out of training, or you know, our players not being able to play due to you know positive COVID tests and this that and the third thing. Um, but I do, I do think that they did have it there. But I just think at the last little push, they just kind of lost out there. Um, I watched them in the playoffs, and it was just ridiculous. It's it's like a team I've never really seen before. Um, but best to look to Saints and Wigan. I'd rather it was them two than Hull FC or Catalan. Um, mainly, I can't support FC because. My partner's a Robins fan. Yeah, um, she uh, <laughs> she's, she's a bloody Robin. Um, and I didn't really want Catalan to be in the grand final, if I'm honest with you. You know, I'm a creature of habit. I like it to be somebody
1: on M62. Oh, that's well, that's a argument from the day. That is. Um, but yeah, uh, on, on on balance, I think Wigan Saints have beaten best teams, and you can't beat a Wigan Saints derby, especially when there's a trophy on the line. There. What 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 what, what, what did you think, Rick? What what were your thoughts on the?
0: I think Wigan contenders. definitely deserve to be there. They've they've had two contenders for Man of Steel, arguably with French and uh, and Farrell, who've been fantastic all year. And yeah, I, I don't think you can argue. You look at the two semi-final results; they're, they're both pretty comprehensive victories, aren't they? You know, there's no, even, even though a few had something to say about referees and and whatnot. I, I won't get into that, but I think I think you're spot on. I think the two best teams are there, and, and I think it's set up to be. A really strange final, obviously uh, it's not Old Trafford and there won't be any fans in and that, but there's two teams there that bragging rights mean miles more than a Super League trophy do, and even more so when that's on the line. So I think it'll be, t- I can't wait, I'm, I'm looking forward to it immensely.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's, I think there's enough local lads in, in both teams to know how important it is to be the other the other team really. And yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Um Friday night you know seems a bit of a weird one, but uh, ho- hopefully they'll get really good viewing figures for it because obviously football season's going on at the moment, there's international union and the like, Friday night is a bit of a it's a rugby league night anyway traditionally at the moment now and as I say they're ramping up the publicity for it and hopefully it gets the viewing figures that it deserves really and yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it anyone want to sit a neck out and
2: predict a winner? I think Wigan I do I think Wigan's going to take it but that, that's just me. Um, I just think we've got like, we've got a here currently and stuff like that. And I just think that Saints have got the players there, but I just feel that Wigan wanted that little bit more. Um, they've shown, you know, they've, they've, they've been throughout the, the competition, they have been, you know, the most consistent. They've been brilliant. So, um, unfortunately, same Wigan.
0: <laughs> Rick? Our time's too. that I think um, it... it... It's obviously been a long season for them and they had a lot of time off but I think the extra days rest off the back of the playoffs might not seem a lot but when there's two teams that are that evenly matched together and want it that much I think just that extra days worth of juice will, uh, will get them over the line. So if it goes as you expect it to go I think Wigan win by maybe even just one penalty or something like that. I think it's going to be really yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to win but my prediction is that he's going to go a
1: golden point. Mm-hmm. I think it will be the. F- I think it be the first one that goes to Golden Point because there's match winners on both sides. There's electric players. You've got French and Hastings for Wigan. You've got um, you've got the likes of Lomax and Nagama, Regan Grace, Lachlan Coof, Saints. There's all sorts of stuff. If I'm going to plump for one, i would plump for Saints because of, of Richard Marshall. But it makes it's anyone's. It's it's absolutely anyone's. I just it's got a lot more. At-
0: sorry Mike it's got a lot more incentive as right. well because it's the last career games for a few really legendary Super League players who retire afterwards as well so yeah. you know no one will want to let um, I think all Lachlan retires and uh, James Graham and Robey. Uh, James Robey so yeah. you know I, I just hope yeah, it's a on. classic I just hope it's a classic and Sky have done a really good job with the sort of like the artificial crowd noise and stuff and I think they'll do a good another good job but I, I, I can't wait Me love a grand final yeah
1: <laughs> yes definitely I, I i can't wait either um another uh, kind of final that that happened decided at a state of origin queenslander <laughs> queenslander wrapped up the series 2-1 um in front of a full suncorp stadium how good is it to see a, a, a rugby match with a full crowd and you know, australian crowds get get knocked a bit for not having the right atmosphere but phew, it was an amazing atmosphere for, for that game. Um, I'm, I'm overjoyed that Queensland won. Rick is des- desolate that the Blues lost. Cara, who's your team in in, in that odd? Do you not have any preference?
2: I don't have any preference, um, but I, I was I didn't watch the men's, if I'm honest. I watched the women's one, um, and I do think it could have gone on for 80 minutes rather than just 70. It would have been a completely different score, to yeah. be honest. Um, I think in the first half, New South Wales, um, was, was was winning, and um, obviously Queensland did win. But I think if it had the extra ten minutes, then it'd have been a different a different colour winning. If I'm honest, that's just me. <laughs>
0: that was game well. one, right? I think.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. But that that's the only one that I've well that's the only one that I've watched to be fair because I don't have a preference.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I must admit I've only watched the the, the, the men's ones. But again, we're mentioning about the women's game they're getting exposure women's state of origin I've never seen it be, be on TV before or the hype that it's had for this year it's, it's, it's fantastic that they are getting it and obviously Australian one of favourites favourites for the World Cup there they've got really really good players going down there it just, just boards well me and Rick have said it countless times in podcasts that next year's World Cup is just going to be so important for, for the game of rugby league in general regardless of men's women or wheelchair and it's, it's great that the different versions of the game are getting the exposure that they deserve um, speaking of important news as well now, I've been the Super League applications the application process um, let's cut to the chase, Halifax pulled out because we don't get enough crowds and blah blah, blah. it's just going back to licensing again, that sort of thing but it's and, and in the last 24 hours have pulled out as well but I don't think they're ever going to be front runners for it um, it's I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold my tongue a little bit because uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a family podcast and that sort of thing but um, a lot a lot of people like conspiracy theories and It could well happen in terms of the fact that a certain club over the hill, which we won't mention, are being tailor-made for a return there. Personally, I think it should be to lose. I mentioned it last time. You've got rid of one expansion team in Toronto. There should be another one to build the game. What use is it for Bradford? But hey-ho, that's just my opinion. Cara, do you have any thoughts regarding that?
2: I think it's Lee. Wow, Okay. Um, just because they're, they're getting some good players in, aren't they? And I don't know if they know something that we don't. Um, I always get a bit cagey when I see that teams are buying decent players in. So I, I always wonder what's going on. Like I said, it about like Huddersfield Giants have got quite a good few signings end of this end of the season. Lee have got some good signings, and even Rovers have got some good signings. So I don't know who their new director is, but he must have a pretty penny. So I think it's yeah. going to be Lee moving up to Stoop League.
1: Definitely, see, for, for for the for um. For a procedure that is supposed to be clear and transparent, I've never known a more cloak and dagger operation uh, <laughs> the fact that I don't know what's, what's going on. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's such an important year as well because at the end of the TV deal, and a lot of people are saying, oh, you need to get him Super League before the door closes and that sort of thing, and I've been talking about OKR, okay, they've signed Ryan all, which is a massive sign, and he's, he's, been, he's been so unlucky in the NRL, but he's still a class player. Um, yeah. and hopefully it still recovers that form obviously you're good with that being a, a i am panic. absolutely devastated i'm
2: not gonna lie that one hurt the most that one hurt the most
1: <laughs> but no it's 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 exciting times but, and, but as i say it's if it goes the way of bradford it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a civil war i, 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 I know but
0: yeah rick what are your thoughts um, too much rage to give an opinion on this one, so I'm going to wait till all the facts come out.
1: Yes, no, no, for sure, um, and yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's everything, isn't it? I think that's yeah. all what's going on. Yeah. So anyway, the, the times beating us. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Thank you very much, Cara, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll see uh, the ladies' team in action in a not too distant future. Um, keep on with the the fax cam stuff. It's really really good. And um, see see stuff like there. And um, thank you again, Rick, for Tech Guru. And um, we might be having a. a it might be another live show. We're going to try another live show. don't know how it's going to work, but because I've got my laptop working and stuff, even though it's the most interesting thing ever, we're going to try different stuff. We'll podcast for change. Uh, keep your eyes in the ESPN on that. Uh, I've been Mike Hague. He's been Rick Farrell. Uh, she's been Cara Colvin. And uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, up the back.